0: It's really my pleasure to introduce our candidate for the chancellor position here at UNM Gallup, Dr. Sabrina Ezel. I'll tell you a little bit about her and her background. So she received her doctorate in education from Creighton University with a specialization in interdisciplinary leadership and her dissertation in progression and completion rates of remedial students in a community college setting. So very fitting for us here at UNMG. Um, She's had a lot of positions, especially in the public health fields. She's been um, a nurse, a staff RN at multiple places, Loveless Medical Center in Albuquerque, um, our own RMCH, uh, Sage Memorial Hospital in Ganado. She's also taught here at UNM Gallup. She's taught at Navajo Technical University, and most recently, she was the chair of the education health and human services division here at UNM Gallup and for the past eight months nine months has been serving as our interim chancellor so we're thrilled to have Sabrina here this evening we're thankful that you all came to participate and without further ado Sabrina.
1: Thank you John Uh, I just want everyone to know that it is really an honor to be here um, to be talking with you tonight as a candidate for the chancellor's position. I think that the role of the chancellor um, is is really a public servant. And I would be very honored to be in that role and to help the college be the best resource possible to this community. And I look forward to having a discussion with you tonight and hearing your ideas and questions for me Um, so you can get to know me better.
0: So I have a mic up here that I can give to you in the audience because it's really helpful for the people on Zoom if when you ask your questions to use the mic because they can hear you a little bit better, I think. So, um, yeah, we can open the floor for questions, comments, discussion, whatever you'd like. Dr. Zell, what do you think would be the three most priorities if you're during your tenure as chancellor, if you are selected, that you would like to see done during your term?
1: Three things I can think of right now is stabilizing our financial um, situation. We have a, you know, we have reliable funding coming from state appropriations each year, but it's it doesn't grow very much, if, if at all. And so we need to look at other ways to Um, supplement our revenue. And we're starting to do that right now. Uh, We were very fortunate this year to get two endowments um, for two teaching positions. Um, Those were, um, you know, that that was a big boon for us. We are also getting new grant funding. Uh, We will, we are um, receiving funding from the Kellogg Foundation for instructors, Um, they're called IBEST instructors, one for the nursing program, one for the EMS program. And we're also getting funding through the Kellogg Foundation for a daycare director, which we'll be advertising for very soon. So those are just some examples of ways that we can add to our revenue to to support additional um, student services and um, teaching positions. So that's really important. And we're also looking at becoming designated as a tribal, or I'm sorry, as a Native American serving non-tribal institutions we will be eligible for federal funding for other um, programs that we're interested in, especially for student services. Another priority, excuse me, another priority is to increase the number of nursing students in our program and one way that we're looking at doing that is through adding an lpn certificate and we're going through the approval process right now to get that curriculum approved that will put a larger number of nurses into the community into the region and it will also help us increase the number of nurses in the associate degree program and the bachelor's program and then a third priority would be to increase the number of students in our career tech ed programs. We have um, a ro- we have robust programs in welding, auto tech, and construction tech. And those, you know, those courses are filled regularly. And I'd like to see a growth in those programs to help meet the needs of our community. There are some other programs that are in that same division that pertain to business and um, the um, hospitality area. And we have we understand that there's a need for that in our community as well. And so we're pushing through some curriculum to help um, bring those jobs into the community too.
0: Could you share with us uh, your thoughts on our four-year degree education plan?
1: So we also need our bachelors of education back in Gallup. And we're currently working with the College of Education at the Albuquerque campus to bring our elementary education bachelor's degree starting in the spring, as well as I believe they're looking at special education and eventually early childhood. And I think that we know that those teaching positions in the K-12 through school district are needed. So it's very important that we get that program back on campus.
0: So since this is a community forum, um, is there anything you want to say about uh, how you envision UNM Gallup partnering with the various aspects of our local community and what areas, um, sort of tying with what Ralph said, what areas are kind of a priority or things that are currently ongoing?
1: One part of this role is to, uh, and something I've really enjoyed is being more involved in the community. And one thing that I do, uh, that I've been doing as interim chancellor is participating in a community group called the Gallup Executive Directors Committee. And that has, that has allowed me to get to know several leaders in our community. Um, and they all come from different business backgrounds. They, are, they represent um, the hospital, the school district, um, nonprofit, um, I should say private, public institutions. And that helps me know what the needs of those specific groups are. So that having that regular communication with that group of folks every month is is very helpful. There's also a way that the community or that the college interacts with the community and that is through our advisory committees. So we have advisory committees for our nursing program. We have an advisory committee for our dental assisting program. I believe we have an advisory committee for our EMS program. We have an advisory committee for our business tech education division, specifically for the um, construction tech um, department. And I think strengthening those advisory committees, seeing them regularly, encouraging their participation is really important for us to know how our programs are performing and to let us know if, you know, we need to make changes to the curriculum. So I I believe that's another um, important part of growing the programs that I mentioned earlier, strengthening those advisory committees. And I'm sure there's always ways that we could increase our presence in the community and even have more relationships outside of those very structured committees.
2: Hi, Sabrina, um, related to what you were just saying about community relations, this is something that doesn't come up or hasn't come up yet, and um, it's an area that seems to be a little bit overlooked. I've heard people in town say that our campus used to have this really great community ed program, they had line dancing, they had all kinds of arts classes, they had other kinds of community ed or adult ed kinds of, of courses, and I don't know that our, our community ed program is that robust lately. So have we thought about that? Are we, you know, as a campus, are we talking about reinfusing infusing some, some cash and rebuilding that, that program at all?
1: Thank you, Tracy. I think that's really an important thing for, that we need to look at. Um, the things that you mentioned are really fun, interesting things that we can do for the community. And I would love to explore, you know, what those courses might look like. I'd also like for us to look at the non-credit bearing programs that would be short and offer um, employment options and, you know, advancement even for different areas, you know, different businesses in our community. I'd have to get some feedback from community businesses to know exactly what we need to be providing, but these boot camps and short, you know, short term programs are really valuable and they can really help people. Like I was saying, um, they can help them get employment or they can help them advance in their employment. So we do need to look at that. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you.
3: So just to hi, um, Dr. Ezel, thank you for your time. I appreciate um, this opportunity. I think um, just going off of the last question, I think at some point there was continuing education programs and they were, they're offered at the main campus in Albuquerque. And they have things like bookkeeping, basic bookkeeping programs. And it would be nice to collaborate with a lot of those um, resources for our small business community, like business plan development. And you know, I've been operating, my name is Cindy Jarvison. I'm the director for the Small Business Development Center here on campus. And um, currently I'm the only one running the program. And as much um, assistance as I can get to provide services to the small business community, that would be ideal as well. And do you have any ideas of of bringing some of the curriculum from Albuquerque to the main campus? There was also an opportunity back in 2007 when I was working on my associate's degree here at UNM Gallup, they had a business business administration program. And um, they brought a lot of Anderson um, curriculum out to our area. And that was really, that was great. It was a great program. We had marketing classes here. We had 300 level classes. Um, Are there any discussions about bringing that program and maybe collaborating with Anderson's as well to bring some of those courses here locally? So in relation to the
1: business classes um, that are offered at Anderson, you're not the first person who's mentioned that to me. And um, I'll certainly take a look at what what that would take to bring those bachelor's courses here. I'd also um, like to, I will look at Albuquerque to see what they are offering um, as far as, it sounds like you said community ed, continuing education. Okay. So I'll take a look at that as well, but I do want you to know that some of the new curriculum that's going through for approval right now does include um, business administration and courses related to that and certificates related to that area. So please keep keep watching. Um, We'll be making those announcements soon. And I would like to meet with you just to get more, a better idea of what your clients are telling you that they need in the areas of these short certificates, um, short-term training needs, um, that type of thing.
0: So we do have a question in the chat that I'll read. I think it's easier for my eyes to read it from here. So we have learned from of the drops in academic test scores for fourth and eighth grades, especially in marginalized populations, which affects subsequent high school and college students. How will you ensure that the teaching staff is well-trained to assist incoming students?
1: Thank you for this question. And this is really important. It's certainly something we've been talking about, something that we realize we're gonna have to be prepared for. We do have existing programs for our students that are admitted to the college who do not test into college level math and English. And so I would imagine that we'll have to explore ways to expand on those offerings if we do see an increase in the need for those programs. But I will definitely be speaking with our faculty and our our student affairs director to get their input um, if we do see an increase in the need for those programs.
0: So connected to that last question, um, can you talk about some of our placement practices that, that we use here that might um, help assist students get into the right courses and some of the things we're doing in that area?
1: Sure. So um, thinking of those students that will be coming, um, when they apply to UNM Gallup and they're going through the admissions process, one of the things we do, we, we do a, a process of assessing multiple variables that pertain to uh, math and English proficiency. So we might, we might have them take a placement test uh, through Accuplacer. And we will also look at their courses that they took in high school for math and English. We'll look at their grades in those courses. And we'll also look at their SAT and ACT scores in those subject areas and see how they did. So we don't just focus on one performance measure. We It's multifactorial. And then we use that information and feedback from the student to see what the best choice is for them in those areas.
3: Are there any discussions on um, what's going to, if there are any security measures that are gonna be put in place? with everything that's going on, on on school campuses and just kind of nipping it in the bud before it really happens. Are there any discussions about security for staff and, and students right now? Thank you, Cindy.
1: Yes, um, that's a really important thing that we've been working on. We are currently preparing our emergency area plans for different parts of the campus we almost have them finalized and they, those plans cover a variety of ty- different things that could possibly happen on campus. You might, or, I might ask you what you're referring to specifically. You said preparing to nip it in the bud. Sure. Sure. So the emergency area plans, as I mentioned, they they cover several different types of it. Of things that could occur including an active shooter and we are also going to be offering um, an exercise um, related to act to an active shooter being on campus um, in the spring we'll offer it multiple times over the course of the semester that way people can participate um, if they want to and we'll also be um, we're coordinating right now a way to meet with the different building coordinators. There's about 20 building coordinators across campus who um, will have this emergency area plan and we'll be meeting with them and going over those plans together. Um, Something else, I mean, it's really, it's not included in the emergency area plan, but we'll also be providing training um, for using the AEDs that you're gonna see on campus. We have have three right now. and it's for the size of our campus it really wasn't sufficient and so we're increasing the number of AEDs that are going to be on campus and so we're going to provide training for that if people want it and just different things like that to address safety and security well and, and that's that's a great question um something we are doing is our strategic planning process and sometimes you know we'll as part of that strategic plan You know, we may eventually revisit mottos and missions and visions and things like that. Uh, Right now, it's still stay, you know, stay close, go far. (laughs) That's still our motto.
2: There's a question in the chat I'll read um, before I come back to mine. Aside from expansion of nursing programs and technology programs, what other ideas for future expansion do you see for UNMG?
1: I'll have to give that more thought. (laughs) Um, As far as expansion, I'm always looking for, or I should say, I'm always listening to our student services staff and administration regarding the needs of our students. And if we need to expand student services to meet the needs of our students, I would certainly consider that. I don't have a, a formal plan right now. That is something I'm always listening listening for. All
2: right, can I pose mine?
1: Sure. All right.
2: So going back to our earlier question about, you know, ways we can support the fourth and eighth graders in the future, and going back to other conversations we've had about our Center for Academic Learning, I know that's in transition. I know there are plans in the works. I, I guess what I'm wondering is um, you know, are depending on how that shakes out will there be like an investment in that space beyond just personnel like software like material resources what what might we count on in terms of being able to provide that student support in that important center in the future
1: i think i would i would need that feedback from the folks you know who are experts in that area to provide me with that guidance on, on the needs, um, related to software or anything else that is beyond tutoring in the Cal, but I would just, I would look for that guidance and appreciate that guidance. And certainly, you know, yeah, I'm certainly welcome. I would welcome it. But right now we're f- focusing on getting
4: it staffed. <laughs> Hi, Sabrina. Thank you for giving us your time tonight. We know how busy you are. Um, My question is, as a representing myself as a community member, because I've been in Gallup most of my life, but I grew up out on the reservation. And um, I've always wondered um, if UNM has a plan in place or if they've ever hosted some type of community involvement where community members and industry leaders can come and discuss openly with UNM. Gallup, what is needed in their fields. Um, I've been on the um, city um, economic development group for one of the mayors, and that was one of the things we kicked around back then was, um, and the big question got asked quite often is, if we've got UNM sitting here, does anybody in the city meet with UNM? We ask that, and now that I'm here, I'm asking, does UNM ever host something? where they invite industry leaders to come and kind of give their data of what jobs are needed and what growth areas are coming and to build relationships with the city and the county and other entities out there that are that are opening their doors to have industries come do we meet with those people so that we can find out what their plans are so we can start jumping ahead and saying look this is going to be a growth field and do we have what they're going to need to support their employees growth? Because I know you mentioned a couple of times there that you'd like to have something with certificates or other adult basic ed where people can move up. It it just seems like there should be something where we're meeting at least annually or biannually with the area leaderships to find out what their growth plans are so we can be on the same page with them. Is that a possibility?
1: Well, we kind of have something like that now, and that is the Group that I was that I mentioned earlier, the Gallup Executive Director Association. That is that is Representative Lundstrom's group. And so she is regularly there um, participating along with a lot of the other community leaders. And it does allow me to hear what the county's doing, what their needs are. It allows me to hear what the city's doing, what their needs are. And I'm also invited to meet with new businesses that are coming to Gallup. So um, that really helps a lot. And we learn about what their training needs are. So that I feel like I have really good footing there, but, you know, if there are other ways that we can connect with the communities, um, I definitely want to look look at that. And something that, you know, we've talked about the last couple of days is these forums are great. And we need to figure out how we can schedule them more regularly and have more of these public forums so that people that aren't part of that group um, who want to meet with UNM can come here and we can have a discussion and I I can learn from them. So thank you for your question.
5: Hi, Sabrina. Uh, For anyone out there, I'm Richard Reyes, the new public relations specialist here at UNM Gallup. Um, I kind of wanted to ask sort of a journalism style question that I used to ask when I was a reporter anytime I was interviewing candidates for jobs or elected positions. But um, how do you feel that your past experiences, either work or personal, contribute to your qualifications for this position?
1: Thank you, Richard. Well, being in the healthcare field, you have to work well with others and you have to be able to be part of a team. And I will be looking regularly to my colleagues um, for coming up with the best next steps uh, for the the university. And I think that having that teamwork background will serve me well um, in that area. I also feel like my public health experience taught me a lot about working with people locally as part of committees like the Local Emergency Preparedness Committee. Um, and then working at the state level with a variety of people um, across New Mexico. That, you know, that's a big part of this role, too, is working with legislators, working with state agencies and working with leadership in those agencies. And so I've been doing that for several years in my other roles. And so I think that's helped me a lot to feel prepared to step into this position. Definitely. Um, Yeah. I have a really major advantage. (laughs) Um, You know, that's also the appeal. I love this place and I'm going to, And it's an honor to be able to help help a community, and to give back. To give back to a place that has helped me so much, and you know that's a huge part of it. And knowing the needs of the students in this community, and knowing the people that work here, and how much they love being here and they love working here and that, you know, we're all working towards the same thing. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry. i really didn't think I was going to do that. Um, Thanks Richard. (laughs) But you know, that, that really was the impetus, you know, and I've shared this with other people, you know, being here, living here and knowing this community and knowing how wonderful the people are and knowing the needs of the students is a really, you know that, that is key to really helping this college the way it needs to be helped and make it the resource that it needs to be in our community. So yes, my years of experience here at UNM Gallup definitely serves, I think will serve me well if I'm selected for this position.
0: So we have a question in the chat from Sarah Yankee white um, so, may you speak to your experience with working with local Indigenous people? And then she also asks, could you introduce yourself in Diné, if you do not mind?
1: Sarah. Yateh, she'eh Sabrina zene alzehne And that's, that's the extent of my introduction. <laughs> Um, I've had the pleasure of working with indigenous people since 1997, at least from living in this area. That's when I moved to um, Ganado, Arizona. And the lovely community health worker that I worked with as a community health nurse taught me how to introduce myself. And she taught me a lot of other things that I can say, but I will not um, embarrass myself further. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I'm, I'm glad that Sarah asked that question because um, my husband and I love it here and we love the culture here and we love the people and that that's really why we, we want to stay here. So thank you, Sarah.
0: And then we have a question from uh, Senator George Munoz. So his question is how do we bring back bachelor's degrees to Gallup, especially with the nurse, teacher, and early child education sor- shortage?
1: Well, we're certainly working on that right now. The, the bachelor's in nursing program has been very successful. We are we have our largest cohort of bachelor's students since its inception. They are 50% of the um, new, new incoming nursing students. So there you know that program is is growing and doing quite well. The College of Education is working with us to bring those classes back to campus. We are we have the plan to offer two face-to-face classes in the spring and there will be three online courses as well, but two will be face-to-face here on our campus. And that will be our first semester of really getting that program off the ground. And we're hoping to have the elementary education bachelors, the special education bachelors, and the early childhood bachelors back here. And as you may have heard earlier, when I was talking with Ms. Jarvison about an interest in the bachelors in business program um, and looking at what we could bring here from from the Anderson School of Management. I think that's our next step that we need to start exploring that as well.
0: We have a few more minutes with Sabrina tonight. So if you have any kind of final questions that you want to get out there, you haven't had a chance to please, please don't hesitate.
5: Sabrina, uh, I really came up here to support you more than I did to ask questions, but how many students are, are attending school here today? Now. We have
1: we have 2,100 students approximately in the, mm-hmm. enrolled.
5: And what would you like to see that number at?
1: Well, it would be great to get back to our highest number, which was over 3,000.
5: You know, I can only speak for myself. I'm raising my kids, you know, uh, three, three kids, and we made sure that the first year they attended school here, and that was mainly because... Freshman year in college is a lot of distractions. And we figured, well, if uh, they spent their first year here, they would gain maturity and uh, uh, possibly miss those distractions. And it worked, actually. Uh, Once my oldest son went to uh, uh, Adams State, and my daughter went to the university and their second year they had a solid C average you know which i couldn't say for myself when i went to college because i was definitely distracted my first year but anyway you know a community this size it just amazes me that we should have a large attendance of kids that want to come here for their first year just to get off the ground and like i say to maintain a good solid C average or B average because that's probably what they would have uh anyway uh, that's probably the only question i have because I really would like to see a larger attendance come to school here because we've got a great college here. You know, I mean, and and like Cindy said, questions about, you know, businesses and stuff. Uh, There is a definite need for those areas, vocations now. I mean, we don't have enough plumbers in this town and that's not only a problem in Gallup, that's everywhere, electricians. So it's not only the STEM programs, it's these other programs to get these kids involved. You know, they, they've got a, you know, a lot of kids come out of high school have never worked a day in their, their life and they're faced with all of a sudden, you've got to make decisions. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? And of course, encourage them to go to college, that's for sure. So anyway, like I said, I was here basically to support you because I think you're great for this community. And uh, the relationship we you have with the city, I mean, uh, I don't think we've ever had that type of relationship before. And I, like I said, I encourage you to any, anybody that's involved,
0: I encourage them to, for you for sure. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Mayor. Appreciate it.
0: Just to follow up with Mayor Bonaguidi's question, yesterday at the student forum, you you got a little feedback from students about maybe what they might like to see that might, you know, make them feel more welcome and have a stronger sense of belonging. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: So, the students express that they, they don't have a space here. You know, they have that nice foyer in Gurley Hall where they can sit and lounge and they're close to the food. And um, But they don't have a place where they can just, like they can go play their video games and do things that they want to do. And so we'll be looking at that and you know, looking at ways that we can, provide our students with an environment where in between classes they want to be here. Or even if, you know, what if they don't have a class that day, they want to be on campus because they feel like, you know, they have a good space here. They have a safe space here. And we want to, and we want to create that kind of an environment where they feel comfortable. They, and they want to be here. They think about, hey, I think I'll go up to UNM Gallup. So, we're definitely gonna look at that in ways that we can improve our student
5: spaces. Sabrina, this is a repeat from another forum, uh, but it was a good, it was a good discussion. Uh, we have a, a good art program, can always be better and be better funded and all that, but we don't have, what we don't have up here is a cultural hub. We don't have music, we don't have theater, uh, we don't have those other forms of aesthetic community. I don't know. And entertainment, really. Uh, what do you think about that? I know what you think about that, but they don't know what you think about that.
1: Thank you, Dean <laughs> Um Yes, we had a great conversation yesterday and today about the arts And a lot of our students expressed that they, you know, they would like to see these types of things on campus too. And one of our great faculty mentioned that that's part of the academic experience. And, you know, it's it's the whole, you know, package. Yes, our classroom time is wonderful, but there's more, you know, there's more to learning. Uh, And the arts are really important. So I'm I'm looking forward to you know if if I'm selected I'm looking forward to having this conversation about how we can bring things like that to UNM Gallup and helping complete that academic experience for our students. So thank you for bringing that up.
0: Any final questions before we kind of wrap up here? Okay, seeing none. I want to thank uh, Dr. Sabrina Izell for talking with us this evening. I want to thank everybody who came here in person. And I also want to thank the folks on Zoom for their participation as well. So um, thank you very much for coming and uh, take care. Be well, be safe.
1: Thank you.